0: up with this that's what I don't understand bring the lion out bring the bring the lion. um tonight on our show we're gonna have hey guys don't you think it's kind of fun that you get to comment on the news yeah, there's a cost oh yeah there's a cost people come after you like I think that's why this is so much fun is because we'll see it fly Good evening, everybody. It's glad to see you here. And I'm sorry it took us a little long to get on tonight. These are called StreamYard Technical Difficulties. So I had the whole show plugged in, everything was ready to go, and then it sent all the invites to somebody, all the guy's junk mail. <laughs> so I had to go resend everything. So this is just what happens when it's live television. Then we've had an exciting day today, and I think Bill's going to tell us a little bit more about Lane County Commissioners have some addition and mathematics issues in their life. They redistrict the, the, the area um, to what we would say was un, pretty unfair. And then it kind of came back to bite them in the butt uh, today uh, because they had to do it by December 1st, no, by November 17th in order to get it to the May primary for the new boundaries to take effect. That's a county law that it has to happen. They didn't do it till December 1st. And so it kind of screwed everything up so um anyway bill will have an update on that to tell us what's going on with that we had a special show today if you want to see that in detail you can go back and look at one of those shows we also have um representative uh mark owens from the east of oregon from the far east of oregon harney county all my favorite places harney county malheur grant baker um and i'm probably forgetting some but um probably it maybe, but uh, all those folks. And there's an initiative petition circulating that would make it illegal to kill animals. <laughs> I'm not laughing, but it means that you couldn't. I mean, where are you going to get me? if you don't have, I guess we're not supposed to eat meat, but anyway, we're going to talk about that because rural Oregon is pretty concerned about that as they should be. And at this point, it's just an initiative petition, but you know how Oregon is sometimes we'll sign the weirdest things into law and you never assume it's not going to happen. And then we're going to go to mercury metal design and fabrication, a new client. They do the coolest things. And my wife and I are looking for a house. We are so into this. So they do big projects for companies, high tech metal work, and fabrication, but they can also design stuff for you at home. And they're going to kind of show us some of that tonight and give us a little picture. And then we have a really sad, sad story. Um, a, a, a man named Larry Mel, uh, was just driving along on a road on highway 38 and, uh, the glass in his window shattered and he got a bullet in his head and he died. And the family's having a funeral this weekend and, uh, The son is going to join us. Willie is going to come on. They're doing a GoFundMe, but they really want to find out what happened. Because can you imagine if it's you're the family and you don't know what happened? It's quite distressing. So uh, they really want to know what happened. So that's what's coming up tonight. We're going to move
1: fast because everything is going to go. So Bill, would you just get your news on go? Good evening from the News Radio 1120 and 93.7 FM, KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London, also known as Future Litigant to Stop Clear Cutting. What's going on right there? I'm telling you that right there, that's going to endanger salmon runs. All right, here's a look at the stories we're following. The first one I'm just going to kind of do off the top of my head, uh, seeing as how we covered this this morning on the wake-up call. And it has to do with the Lane County Board of Commissioners and the new maps for the county that were adopted dealing with the different areas of Lane County that make up the Board of Commissioner seats. Now, Lane County, currently has five different districts. Like, for instance, in the Springfield District, it's represented by current commissioner and board chair Joe Burney. East Lane County by Heather Buck. West Lane County, uh, Jay Bozovich, and so on. Now, if you recall, the state went through a process of redistricting the state because of the U.S. Census, which comes out every 10 years. And it's not just the state that does redistricting for, if you will, political bodies, but municipalities go through it, and so do the county, Uh, this county and every other county. Now, if you think back, we told you that during the redistricting process that there were three maps that the Board of Commissioners were going to look at They have to adopt one and that two of the maps happen to have been either drawn completely or in part by an individual named Kevin Cornyn and this individual happens to be a political consultant and he happened to have been paid a hundred thousand dollars by Heather Buck and Joe Burney, cumulatively, to help them win seats on the Board of Commissioners. And this person ended up on the committee that put together the maps, and two of his maps ended up in front of the Board of Commissioners when they were going to choose the new maps that would be in place for the next 10 years. And as we told you, one of the maps that he had a hand in was Map J which definitely rejiggers uh, the areas that are a part of those particular districts. That happened on December 1st, and it's a good idea to keep that date December 1st in mind. Yesterday, during a board meeting with the county commissioners, an issue came up, and it has to do with the county charter. The issue is, is that according to the county's charter, and the charter is, if you will, kind of like a constitution for the county, it tells the county how it's supposed to act, what it's supposed to do, what the protocols for the county are, and so on. Well, as part of the county charter, the rules for the way that the county is supposed to operate, there is an interesting if you will, portion of the charter that says that the new maps that lay out the districts have to be approved and installed not less than six months prior to the next election. Now the next election in Lane County is going to be on May 17th. Again, map J, was selected by the Board of Commissioners on December 1st, not to go into effect or into effect until de- the end of December. Now, if you have your abacus, you would note that, hmm, that doesn't sound like six months. Actually, for it to be six months, those maps would have have to have been approved and in place by November 17th, not December 1st which put the Board of Commissioners in kind of a cramp. And yesterday, quite an argument erupted about that particular issue. And a decision was made against the wishes of at least one commissioner to hold meetings about what they were going to do regarding this in executive session. Executive session, and we're totally into the weeds here, and I understand this, but this really does have to do all about your representation executive session is where commissioners or a if you will board of elected officials meet away from the public where they can discuss certain issues normally it is used to deal with things like potential litigation litigation that may be going on and so on and commissioner jay Bozovich said that the meeting regarding how they were going to handle these maps, not being adopted in the timeframe that they were supposed to, according to essentially the law, that it should be held in public. Well, it wasn't. It went to executive session. What we don't know is what the outcome of that executive session is. However, what we can tell you is that definitely when Map J was adopted, It was under six months prior to the May 17th next scheduled election. And if county charter is followed, what it means is that the maps for the Lane County districts that were adopted 10 years ago will still be in place at least through the May 17th uh, election and voting process my understanding is, and I'm still waiting for a little bit of clarification on this, is that actually it would affect all of the elections to be held in 2022. And the maps wouldn't be able to go into effect until 2023, asking for details from the county on this. And we were told that they are in the process of crafting a statement. Now, if you're like me, you might be wondering, well, Whose job was it to count the months? Ostensibly, it would be board chair Joe Burney. He is the one that sets the agenda. He is the one that puts it together. Uh, He is the one that, of course, is behind all of the motions, essentially, or bringing the motions to the table for the different commissions, the different boards and the like. Essentially, he oversees the business of the board of commissioners, and it would have been during his oversight, or potentially some may think lack of, that the scheduling took place to authorize the new maps to go into effect. We'll find out, hopefully, by tomorrow, exactly what happened and what decision was made and how the county is going to react to this. A couple of other short news items. Oregon gubernatorial candidate Betsy Johnson announced that she's resigning from the state Senate to focus on a run from governor. If you recall, she's a 20 year veteran of the Oregon legislature. She was a Democrat and she said she was giving up her affiliation with the Democrats to run as an independent for the seat held currently by Governor Kate Brown, a Democrat. And she said, serving time in the Senate was never a part job for me but neither is running for governor. Of course, she won't have to go into a primary process because she's an independent, so she's gonna be saving a lot of her war kitty for what would be the general election. Okay, Omicron is here in Oregon, and Peter Graven, a lead analyst at Oregon Health Sciences University, says that he expects that we will now have a new COVID surge likely after the first of the year because of Omicron. He said that if you compare what happened in South Africa, the United Kingdom and Denmark, he says it's likely we will see a large surge early in January. Omicron is unique for a couple of reasons when it comes to COVID. Number one, it doesn't seem to care whether you're vaccinated or not. And the second thing is, it's also very mild. Quietly during Monday's Oregon Special Legislative Assembly, lawmakers released $19 million to partially restore an 11% rate reduction for dental providers who participate in the Oregon Health Plan. Providers have said that the lower reimbursement rates hurt access, including for children, and make it more difficult to hire staff, expand, or take on more patients. The Legislature's action actually directs the Oregon Health Authority to spend the money on dental care organizations, and it eliminates the need for the Legislature's Emergency Board to take action. That's about all the time we have. Tune into the Wake Up Call tomorrow morning if we find any more information about how the Board handled, if you will, the mishandling of the the maps in Lane County for the Board Commission seats. We'll bring it to you tomorrow morning, sometime, starting after 6 a.m. On the wake-up call, by the way, thank you to Dr. Michael Bratland for uh, sponsoring our news tonight and Chris Dental for being good sponsors. And now it is time for Rick to illiteratively get real. Get real, Rick.
0: Okay, Bill, I will. So do you understand what Bill's saying? So he's saying, by the county not counting correctly, um, the maps that they designed this year, with the help of someone who helped two of the commissioners, may have to go away. Hmm. Interesting how things come back to bite you in the ass, isn't it? <laughs> hmm. We'll see what happens with that one in a minute. Um, I'm going to bring on yeah, Mark. Hi, Mark, how are you doing?
2: I'm good, Rick. How are you tonight?
0: I'm good. So Mark Owens is a representative for the Far East, Oregon, (laughs) not not way over there, but way over in eastern Oregon. Um, And there's an initiative petition out there called Initiative Petition 13. And it it basically makes it so we can't kill animals in Oregon, hunting cattle. Explain, Mark, and how this is affecting people in your area, because you got a heck of a lot of cattle ranchers and sheepers and all kinds of stuff.
2: We do, Rick. Uh, no, it's very concerning for my community. And my community that I represent is House District 60, which after the new redistricting is going to be 37% of the state of Oregon. So we're talking, like I said, all of Harney County, Malheur County, Grant County, Baker County, all of Lake County, and part of the shoots. And ag is king. Agriculture, farming, and ranching is what drives our economy. And put simply, Initiative Petition 13 is designed to criminalize farming, ranching, hunting, trapping, pest control, killing of any type of animal for any type of reason.
0: So fishing, too, then?
2: Yeah, fishing. I mean, it's killing a fish if you want to harvest it and eat it. So you you won't even be able to, you know, go out and deer hunt, won't be able to go out and fish because that will be considered animal abuse you'll have no way to do anything except, I think, be a vegan unless you want to eat an animal that died of natural causes.
0: So this is also being tried in Colorado. I mean, these they, they look at Oregon. We're kind of looked at the, at the the trial state. Hey, let's see if we can get this to go in Oregon and Colorado. And then if it does, they start spreading it around. But this even makes it, if you castrate an animal, that's sex abuse, right?
2: It's Yeah, if you castrate an animal or even if you preg-check that animal, or possibly even planned breeding of those animals, it's criminal. And if you have your 16 or 17-year-old
0: daughter or son watching you do that or helping you do that, it would be a felony, Rick. So people will laugh and go, oh, that's so crazy it'll never happen. How many other bills or initiative petitions (laughs) have we seen where they come on the ballot and then they actually pass in Oregon and you're going, what the hell? How did that happen? You know, so yeah, people, I mean, your, your ranchers are taking this very seriously.
2: Yeah, our ranchers and I mean, hunting and everything. But yeah, hey, Rick, I mean, this would be almost as crazy as legalizing crack or something. <laughs> oh, wait, we did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, oh,
3: sorry. We already sorry. did. That.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, you know, when you talk to people outside of Oregon, one of the first thing they say is, Do "You guys really have legal drugs." I mean, like, you can't get busted for this. They can't believe that we have that. But that's what I mean. That's why I wanted you on here, because financially, what could this do to not just Eastern Oregon? Because I think it's really easy for the Willamette Valley to go, oh, you know, yeah, those, there's not that many people over there. But this is, this is big business in Oregon.
2: Oh, it is. I mean, if you just look at the ranching industry itself, it flops back and forth between the number one ag commodity in Oregon and the number two. Right now, nursery is number one, livestock is number two. So, I mean, it's it's going to uh, cripple our ag industry. And most of our farms over here are set up to provide feedstock for beef animals. I mean, my economy is approximately 35 to 40% ag related. And the majority of that ag related would become uh, illegal activities if this passes. I mean, it'll cripple, it'll just cripple our economy in, in Eastern Oregon.
0: So, what can people do? One, don't sign the petition. And right now, that's about it, right? I mean,
2: yeah, don't sign the petition. And right now, we're fortunate. I mean, it it takes several hundred thousand dollars to get an initiative petition through. Currently, the only funding they have is fourteen hundred dollars. So don't sign the initiative. Make sure when people start to talk about this, of course, the title is going to be, yeah, we want to protect animals. You know, animal abuse is a bad thing, but this is not about animal abuse. This is about illegalizing part of our economy, illegalizing our custom and culture. So get the word out.
0: OK, so quickly, tell me also you have a bill or you're you're talking about uh, limiting the emergency powers of the governor. And c- can you tell us really quickly about what that is?
2: Yes, we've tried this before. Uh, we have three branches of government, Rick, you know, legislative, judicial and executive. Right now, we'll be controlled by the executive branch through emergency declarations, which I think are basically unconstitutional, that she can open-endedly keep an emergency declaration for as long as she wants. What we have is another attempt a bill through the short session that would actually go out to a vote of the people to change Article 1 of the Constitution, which says the governor can only declare an emergency declaration for 30 days. She has to list specifically what that emergency declaration means and what counties are involved after a 30-day period of time, the county board of commissioners can repeal that emergency declaration. We need not to allow our executive branch to run over us, we need to put the power back into our local governments or county
0: commissioners. Exactly. The county should because each county is different. And what works in Portland doesn't work in Harney County. And it doesn't work in Malheur County, or even Lane County, necessarily. And it's like, this has been one big swipe. So especially over in your guys as part of the state, a lot of this didn't impact you in a big way. And you yet you were being treated like you were Multnomah County, you know, and that's crazy. It is. It is. It's an abuse of power and we got to get it back to the most local control that we can get. All right. Mark Owens, representative uh, from the far east of Oregon. We really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for I was going to say making sense of something, but <laughs> that, just explaining it from your. I want to know what you guys think. I don't really care the valley. I, I'm kind of unless there's farmers. I just want to know what people are thinking back there. And I think it's good for my audience to hear that. So thank you, sir. I appreciate your time.
2: No problem, uh, Rick. And I want to say a call out to uh, some of the commissioners and commissioner Henson, who was in the chat down in Lake County. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Good night, Rick.
0: Yeah. I got some Lake County on here. Cause we, we do a lot of stuff with Lake County. Love that place. It's a great little spot, hidden little gem in Oregon. All right, Marco. And thank you very much for your time. All right. So we go all over the state and you guys need to be aware that this stuff is going on because if you're not, it's going to get passed and we're going to end up with a state. I love how he put that. Yeah, we'll be like, like legalizing crack <laughs> because we already did. <laughs> okay. Now we're going to get a little tour. I'm really excited about this part. So Ryan, are you ready? I, okay. You're looking. You ready? You ready? I'm going to bring you on. You ready? Here we go. There he is. How you doing? This is Ryan over at Mercury Metals design and fabrication a new client for us a new sponsor and i got to tour the shop and i'm like oh my god this is like every boy's dream (laughs) and probably (laughs) a lot of girls too but i mean (laughs) you guys have the most high-tech stuff that you're using to create some amazing things for clients all over the world but even local people too can take advantage of this and i'm gonna probably do that
2: yeah
4: well yeah really looking forward to it. You know, there's all sorts of cool projects we do from anybody walking in off the street and just needs anything uh, made out of metal uh, as well as large clients that making robotics parts and food industry parts. So it's just a a array of a lot of people.
0: So you're in the upper tower where all the power is, right?
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I got very working on a little project behind me on a CAD and I was going to go down to a, one of the lasers, so we can see it cutting that part as well as going down to the weld station.
0: So, okay, take us down. Of, let's, okay. let's go. Well, Larry guys, work,
4: Larry's working on the, the CAD right here.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
4: You want to zoom out a little? Yeah, bit? So, oh,
0: wow, look at that.
4: I think you so probably could recognize.
0: Yeah, that looks like a place I live. Right. That's, well, so you got, that is really, so what's that going to be? That'll be cut out of metal then?
4: Yeah, exactly. Do
0: you recognize the mountain range? <laughs> Let me see. Oh, man, I love those trees. That is so cool. And what's the purple? Oh, yeah, look at that. So you
4: can just manipulate any line we want, you know, an, an artistic form of just, if somebody has an idea or a sketch that somebody needs to, uh, you know, has an idea of napkin sketch, whatever. We'll draw it up and then kind of modify and tweak things as, as needed. And, uh, See,
0: because one of the houses, I was telling you, one of the houses I'm looking at, the cabinetry in the kitchen is really boring. But it has, mm-hmm. you know, the outside. And I'm thinking, I told my wife, I bet our friends at Mercury Meadow could could design something to put on the inside of that. That would be like, you know, I would think different scenes from Oregon and Montana so I'd have my whole life kind of in the cabinets. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. I think exactly. really okay, so take us out here. This is
4: yeah. So that's where we're heading down, and yeah, uh, we walk, yeah, you can kind of see the shop in the background as I'm walking down. So how
0: many square feet is that?
4: This is uh, twenty-six thousand square feet,
0: oh. and it's over by Baker Boots, you guys, kind of in that area, that neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, this is so awesome! This is where I got to go. But look at this machinery, you guys, that they have in there. It's absolutely phenomenal. And the only limit to what they can do is your imagination. And they'll take care of that for you. <laughs> if you don't have the no, do an imagination, they'll get you. But what is
4: that? So this is our laser cutting that same part. Oh.
0: So that's a laser?
4: Yep, it's a 4,000 watt CO2 laser.
0: And Ryan, what is it cutting out? I can't, I just can't see really well, but I I'm just, Oh yeah,
4: look at that. Oh my God, that is so
0: awesome. Okay, I want, I want to borrow that. I want to, I want to come, yeah, how much does that, no, don't tell me, I don't want to know. I don't want to it's, know.
4: You can actually find it pretty reasonably uh, used. There's, you know, they started making lasers back in the 80s and uh, just got more powerful over the years and it gone into fiber laser from the CO2, so. There's quite an array of uh, used ones out in the market as well.
0: So, somebody comes to you and says, I need a project, and I like, like you showed us that, that um, the screen you had for the patio that came up. So, you guys yeah. do everything from all over the world, right? I mean, you have clients yeah. everywhere.
4: Yep. There's a, you know, we, we send our parts all across the nation. Um, as we don't necessarily go worldwide, but I'm sure some of our clients probably do because um, some of them are our food industry, robotics, um, and they get, Say uh, a company needs to make mass production of the donuts, and we uh, go to one of our clients that makes food parts and uh, food industry robotics. and So we make all the metal components that go to it. And they, they add all the pneumatics and electronics and make that a robot. So it just makes donuts. but it could be
0: anything. So do you know what I think is interesting is that there's so many businesses like yours that are doing amazing things that we just don't know about because there's, you know what I mean? It, I think that's what I love about having you guys on here is to show us the different aspects of our community that people, I mean, I think we have such a limited knowledge of what the businesses that go on around here. Now, what is that machine?
4: This is a press break. You know, it's just basically going to uh, form some quarter inch material.
0: So, can, so can you get me up yep, oh, oh, here we go. Oh, here we go.
4: So, <laughs> that part comes in flat. Okay. Uh, might be like one of these guys. And we'll nice. form a ninety-degree 90 flange on them.
0: Wow! Now, what's so, that going to be used for? You know,
4: this is part of a, an RV, an outdoor RV kind of, uh, 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 you know, high-end motor coaches. Any any RV industry, um, robotics industry. There's there's a lot of NDAs, so I'm not trying to drop names off or anything. But um, but basically, just uh, if you can think of it. Think of anything made out of metal or uh, an artistic sense um give us some drawings we can say yeah we can make that and here we go we just have to go through the world here's another little uh, cool project. one of our
0: one of our viewers says freaking awesome
4: <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> what is that
4: so uh i don't even know see there's so many <laughs> so many projects i'm not familiar with this one but a, a staircase of some sort of uh,
0: Oh my gosh, that is so! Oh, I
4: I think I do know what this is. This is a customer that uh, came in off the street that wanted a hidden room built into his house. No. Way. So so here's a book bookcases that uh, fold up into doors, and there's behind those doors there's a staircase, and they go up to the loft that's up up above, where you know you gotta envision this inside a house that has a roof that you wouldn't be able to tell where, you know, it's just the ceiling.
0: That is Brian. That is like you just made my night. I think Great. that would be the cool thing. So hey, let me ask you something. One of my when somebody's on here, Matt Kendall wants to know: Can you laser cut CNC logos, and what's the biggest dimension you can do?
4: Um, so our sheet sizes come in uh, for us. We do five foot by ten foot, um, and we could we can put multiple pieces together. So just because it comes in as five and five by ten doesn't mean it's limited to that. Okay, we so could do. Matt, we could we could do four quadrant, four quadrant. You know, ten foot high and twenty foot long. That's
1: We've awesome. done larger
4: parts with uh, uh, on the side of a large building. I think this thing sixty feet tall, um, and that was out a quarter inch steel. I think.
0: Well, he's a he's a realtor, so it's probably going to be on the side of a house. It'll be his big face in metal. I'm kidding. <laughs> Matt's going. Oh, great! Thanks, Ray. <laughs> So what, now where are we?
4: This is just uh, some welding samples of our stainless steel. And then we made some Christmas ornaments we sent out in our uh, Christmas cards this year. You slide those two together and make little Christmas ornaments you can hang on your tree.
0: Hey Matt, I'm going to answer your question. I know they can do that. So yeah, they can weld that on. They can put a backlight on it. I mean, you you come up with the creative idea and you take it to them and they'll they'll do it. And then Matt, if you end up doing that, let me know because we'll shoot it. I want to put it on TV or on here, whatever this is. Um, Nobody wants my face that big. Well, I was going to say that, but I would not. I you know, you're my friend. I wouldn't I wouldn't say anything that rude to people I know. (laughs) So hey. Hey Brandon, how you doing, man? How you doing, Rick? I'm good. So, you're the you're the, like the one of the welders. Brandon is um, Melissa, who works for us uh, here at Real with Rick Dancer. This is her husband. So I got to meet Brandon, and uh, he's like the welder extraordinaire. What in the heck is that? Oh, you guys, no way! That is so awesome. Oh, I can't believe you did that. That's so awesome. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: oh. oh, I love that.
4: Looking oh. forward to giving it to you, oh, Brandon. I... Brandon Brent. helped us out. I don't know if you can't hear you because I have my uh, headset on, but uh
0: Brandon, thank you. I am so honored. That is, I, I had no idea you guys were doing Thank that. you. Welcome. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take that to Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Can you show it to me one more time? I really that is so freaking cool. You're oh, waiting on you. that. You guys, it even has my sunglasses in there. God, that is... Now, I don't think my wife wants that in the kitchen on the on the counter. <laughs> right. But that's going to be oh, in yeah. my new office hanging on my wall. That is so freaking cool, you guys. That is the nicest thing ever. I really... Right. I love That is studly. Did you see that, guys? Get Real with Rick Dancer. Designed by Mercury Metal and Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys... Seriously, thank you for being on. How do people, if they have an idea, um, what do they do? How do they get a hold of you guys?
4: Uh, They can just visit our website, mercurymetalfab.net.
0: Hey, Melissa, Uh, would you put that on there in the comment section? All the information so they'll know. I know you're watching. Um, Somebody's going, now, okay, you're going to be logo people. Now, Oregon Gold Hunter says, I want my logo. So, you guys, they they (laughs) can do that for you. You know, It's, uh, it's all what you want. It's all what you want to do and what you want to put into it. So, Ryan and the gang at Mercury Metal Fabrication Design and Fabrication, you guys, uh, if you have an idea or you just think something metal would be cool, go to them because Larry and those guys can sit down with you and help you hammer out that idea and put it into something permanent because nothing goes like metal. It ain't going to go away.
4: Right? It's there forever.
0: You know, and Ryan, I think you're going to make a really good host for this program. You know, I think uh, I may have to hire you away from those people. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll I don't know about that. We'll get I've been years. doing
4: this right. Out, I've been doing this right out of high school. I love it. It's, uh, okay. no, it's, it's cool. Cool to show some people around. I love love uh, what I do. So,
0: and you guys are like a family there. That's what keeps you guys all together, huh?
4: Yeah, definitely. We're all one big family. That's what makes it all work. Is we all have a lot of skills, a lot of different skill sets. And, Without everybody here working together, we be able to do what we do.
0: Well, I appreciate your, uh, your your support, and I really appreciate that logo. I think um, that's that's very cool. I'm, I'm stunned, and I'm really you're excited. I nice. can't wait to take that with me to my new home. All
4: right, You're well, very welcome.
0: We'll talk to you next week okay. or the week after. I'll, I'll get a hold of you.
4: All right. Thank Have you. a good
0: I, one. All right. Thank you. God, is that cool? Oh, my gosh. I love that. I didn't i had no idea they said we want to show you one thing at the end and just you know we're going to do that i had no idea they were making me something like that i really like that I'm, I'm i'm jazzed i'm oh here matt got it for us here is their facebook uh, account and this is their website so it's now on there so um we're going to switch gears real quick um and uh, sad story but a family is um we're going to help them so that's why they're on her tonight um This uh, Willie's sister called me. This is Willie. Hey, Willie, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. Rick yourself. I'm doing fine. I know you guys are headed up from California. You and your wife are headed up to the funeral for your father. Um, And I appreciate you taking the time um, to do this. And your sister, she emailed me the other day and just said, Rick, is there anything you can do to get the word out about my dad Um, because you guys, you, you just, there's no closure. You kind of want to know what happened, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. We really do. It's, it's a tragic event. You know, my, my father uh, went through so much in his life. Um, I talked to a a really close friend and he's like, you you know, it's like he, he was saved on every event of his life. Right. He, he fought through everything. To be um, to be with his family and his friends and for this to happen the way it did is just unprecedented
0: and very tragic. So can you explain to people what happened? So your dad kind of he was on highway 38 just give, give the whole story so people kind of know.
3: Yeah, so yeah he was on highway uh, highway 38. Um, he was driving with his uh, with his uh, girlfriend planning their future right um and uh this, yeah she told me she she said that, that, that they were planning their future together on what they were wanting to do and as they're driving um, the the glass shattered and um,
1: he was driving my,
3: my dad yeah. my dad was driving yeah my dad was driving and, and he uh he kind of told her he's like what did we hit what did we hit right because there's glass everywhere, and um, they 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 continued driving, I guess, for a short period of time, which is unbelievable. And um, they they finally they realized that that they were, you know, they had some blood coming down his shirt, so uh, they they pulled over and um, uh, his girlfriend and them swapped uh, swapped spots, right? So that she could drive take him to the hospital because he wanted to go to the hospital, and um, he he didn't make it very far. the The bullet that came through the window, the driver's side window, right. So you're driving, and it, it came through and and penetrated his temple. So um, and right, I I my my sister showed me that uh it it went through like his lens right his lens was in grade of the bullet right and that you know went into his brain obviously and he he did not make it very long um by the time they were able to uh call 911 get cell service call 911 <clears throat> once the paramedics showed up uh he, but you know he he didn't have much of um yeah. Much of a heart rate or you know wasn't breathing much neither. so um yeah they, they ended up um, taking him to mercy hospital and um my sister called me and, and told me that they were flight um airlifting
0: him to river bend in springfield um, so yeah. this was
3: yeah they're in springfield so this was uh it's pretty rapid around 1 2 o'clock on uh tuesday november 30th uh-huh so um, uh, uh, my sister called me and, and I immediately left right I'm, I, I, I didn't my, my wife was going to pick up the kids yeah. and she walked into the house and I'm like, I'm leaving you know you know this happened to dad so uh, my sister was giving me updates um, it didn't t- it didn't take too long a couple hours later that my sister called me Gina and she's uh she told me that the surgeon had told her
0: that there was nothing they could do so. so so um, it was a, yeah. it was probably probably a small bullet like a 22 or something like that is that what you're thinking?
3: You you know that's what some people have said. Um and obviously it's the state police the, are
0: investigating, um, so right? What's state that? Police, state police are investigating this case. They have this case.
3: Yeah, so it's a homicide case. Um they um they were they think it's it was a long range shot, right? Um uh, they they have the sleeve, and I believe the bullet. So they're they're trying to track down every um you know the the um, anybody that had a tag for hunting um, to see if they were in that area, right? I mean, if, if you know, if this was an accident, I, I I get it, right? But you know, we all make mistakes in life, right? We gotta be held responsible in a way, right? There's accountability you know um
0: especially when there's something tragic like this that happens so it was on highway th- was he on highway 38 yes he was and between what and what yeah. do you know
3: so so he was on highway 38 and um what's that uh, run, run than oh the right page i got i got i got it written down here I can't remember everything.
0: No, I don't blame you. You got a lot on your mind.
3: We'll, we'll take our time.
0: Yeah, Putnam
3: Putnam Valley
0: and okay. Roaring
3: Camp Lane. So between
0: those... Okay. So you're looking for any information people might have as who was out there, if you know somebody was out there, if you heard something, if you saw something, uh, just to help the police get this thing solved. Because it's really hard. You have to bury your father but you can't vary what you don't know what happened. And that's just really hard, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're looking for just any information, like you said, that can help us to find, you know, uh, the person responsible for it. Um, he was driving a 2003 uh, Dodge Ram. Um, so he had a, uh, uh, I one of those racks on top of it. So okay. my my dad was a very well known person. Um I, I would say our father um loved to help anybody he could um in the community, Cottage Grove, you know, everywhere where he everywhere where he was, he he, he tried to help somebody. So yeah, you know, we're we're asking the community, we're asking everybody if they know any information, um, to please please reach out to the OSP. Um, i got their number here and you know just help out right i mean what's the number you know it's a 800 442
0: 2068 okay i'm gonna put that up yeah, there man.
3: so he, uh, he was a great father, you know, a, um, a father of eight, um, children and, um, uh, many grandchildren and, you know, it's just, it's not the way someone should be,
0: um, taken away from, from, from,
3: from life, right? It's just, it's right. not the way.
0: Well, Willie, um, to you and your family and, um, your sister and Gina and the rest who contacted us, I, I, we're very sorry for your loss and I really hope you find, uh, peace and find somebody that happened. And also you guys, there is a GoFundMe. So that's the police number. There is a GoFundMe to help because um, the costs of something like this uh, are horrendous and the family could use your help. So um, Willie, go ahead, get back on the road. I know you stopped, you pulled over to talk to us and you guys make your way up. And, um, you know, just um, again, we're very, very sorry for your loss. Hey, thanks, Frank. I appreciate it. Uh, welcome, I appreciate buddy.
3: everybody's help. We all do.
0: Thank you. All right. Thank you all right. Um, That's just scary. (laughs) You know, you just think Um, that could be anybody. And so when Gina called up, I just thought, gosh, of course, we'll help you. Um, You know, I tell you, that's what I love about doing this with you guys. If I was on the news, we'd have to make that a short 30 second blurb um, with a phone number. And then you don't really understand and you don't give the family a voice. And at times like this, there's just they need to have a voice to be able to say something. And that is why we do what we do so that other people have a voice. Um, you know, somebody called me today and they said, God, Rick, there's some people out there who sure don't like you. And I said, you know what? That's fine. That's life. It's what it is. But I'll tell you what, we all get to be part of the conversation. And if you start shutting people down, we're going to open up those doors and we are going to come in. And if if, if um, I love this state too much to let um, a bunch of manipulators run it. And so we're going to we're going to get your voice out there. And uh, I don't have to agree with you, um, but I do have to give you some space um, or a gold hunter. That's why I don't watch it either. <laughs> okay. Well, um, share this on your page, if you would. Um, If you are somebody, you know, always what we always want to make sure. Chris Tettel is one of our sponsors and then also Mercury Metal um, Design and Fabrication. And when you saw that today, when you sponsor our sponsors, they sponsor our content. So if you like our content, we want you to use our sponsors. That's Buck Sanitary Service. That's New Leaf Hyperbarics. That's everybody involved with us. Blue Valley Bistro, all of them. Um, that's how it all works. And uh, we really appreciate your support and we appreciate theirs as well. Um, we will be back tomorrow night uh, with Corinza Burris, my former co anchor on KEZI. She'll be joining us and also the folks at Any Lab Test Now, Eugene. Um, you need to have your COVID test if you're going to be flying in certain places. They have all that information and they can do it overnight. So we're trying to get them on tomorrow. They will be on tomorrow so we can get you guys. A, in and out uh, before you have to go travel for your Christmas and new year's holidays. So they'll be here to talk more about that. All right. um, And be sure to tune in with bill London tomorrow morning on KPNW. Maybe you'll have the answer of what comes out of that executive session secret meeting at the County. (laughs) We'll keep prodding them. Uh, And until then, I will see you tomorrow. Have a good night.